I think I have like 1,500 followers. My favorite food blogger followed me. And I was shook because I was like, wait, she has like 250,000 followers. Like, why would she follow me? You know, that's what I was thinking. And I messaged her and I said, thanks so much for following me. And she's like, I just love your style. She was one of the first people to share my account. And it just kind of grew from there. It was exponential growth because I was ready. You just don't know who's going to see you and you don't know who's going to share you and you don't know all of the people that you'll be exposed to. So be ready. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 105 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet blogger and influence marketer, Anna Mae Groves. For seven years, Anna talked about launching a blog, but for some reason, she just kept hesitating to launch it. If you have ever thought it's too late for you to start blogging, just know that Anna celebrated her 45th birthday this July. Fast forward to one year after her launch, she now has over 50,000 followers on Instagram and is getting paid brand partnerships. Now, just know that her growth isn't typical and that fast growth has come with its own set of challenges. If you've been thinking about getting into the blogging and influencer marketing game, Anna's story might just be the inspiration you need to get started. Before we hear the rest of Anna's story, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Anna's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journey. With that, let's go off-script with blogger and influence marketer, Anna May Groves. Anna Groves, welcome to She's Off-Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you for asking me. I really feel honored. I think I first came across you in March and have been so impressed by you since then. But for any of our listeners who haven't heard of you, could you share who you are and what you do? Okay. Yes. My name is Anna Groves or Anna May Groves, and I am a lifestyle blog and social media influence marketer. So <laughs> um, that is, that's what I do, but who I am, I'm a mom uh, for young men. I've got a 16 17, 19, and 21-year-old, all boys. Um, my 21-year-old... Actually, he just turned 22. Never mind. He's 22 now. And he is married. And um, mm. and he married his high school sweetheart. And they're so cute. He's in the Air Force. And then um, my husband, Rob, and I have been married for 22 years. And it's just been oh an adventure. Um, my husband is a pastor. We've been in, in ministry and, um, we are currently in Ohio. We've we're from Seattle, born and raised in Seattle mm-hmm. and Washington state, and then, uh, lived in Texas for six years and then recently moved to Ohio. So that's kind of a little bit. Um, but I do a lot of lifestyle I, I can't really narrow down like one little thing because I love beauty and fashion and home and DIY and health and cooking and all the things. So I kind and of know it's it all. all great content, but for seven years, I know you were wanting to start a blog, but hesitated until last year. And just so our listeners have a little bit of context, you turned 45 this year. I did. <laughs> what do you think held you back from getting started? Oh my God. Gosh, so many things. Um, well, number one, I would say one of the things was my age. Like I, I, 
you know, had been following bloggers for a long time and thinking I could do that. I, I, I should do that. Like, this is what I do anyway. And I remember one day I was reading a blogger. She was like 30 years old. And she said that brands were turning her down because of her age. And I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, like if people are turning down a 30 year old, (laughs) I am definitely not going to be able to do this. And so that kind of, that was one thing. Another thing was just the fear of what people would think. Um, I, and I don't know where that came from, but it definitely stopped me. I I kept thinking, gosh, people are going to go, who does she think she is? And why does she think she can do that? And who says that she knows? And you know, it just, I, I kind of go there in my mind Mm -hmm. because I, one of my biggest gifts and curses is empathy. And so I'm constantly putting myself in other people's shoes. And so I'm constantly thinking about what they're thinking and, um, it kind of paralyzed me. And so um, I knew I wanted to start a blog. People had been telling me to start a blog for years because I honestly, everything that you see me do on Instagram, that comes naturally to me. That Those are things that I do, whether I was working full-time in the beauty industry, I would still come home and do all of those things. Like I'm always thinking, okay, what's the next, you know, how can I get healthier? How can I, you know, um, find out what's the best supplement? Um, what can I do about my skin? What can I how can I rearrange my house? So those are things that I was already doing and that I was already sharing with my friends and my family, you know, constantly texting people going, you have to try this. And, um, they were just like, girl, you need to start a blog. Cause I am tired. Of you. <laughs> I don't want to hear your recommendations my anymore. Family, like, it is, it's actually a family joke. My kids, they, they make fun of me because they say that I sound like I have a cooking show. Cause I'll be like, Hey guys, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And I'll be like, so what you're going to do is, and I, and so now they have this phrase, they always say, so what you're going to do. And, and they just, they make fun of me. But it, <laughs> it seriously is what I love to do. I love teaching people what I know. I love sharing my knowledge. Um, if something's working for me, I'm like, you need to try this. So that's kind of why I wanted to and back in the very beginning stages, when I thought I was going to start a blog, I love writing. And I thought my blog was going to be a lot of um, just writing, you know, sharing stories. And um, I just have a way with words when I write. And so I thought, oh, that's going to be it. So I, I would um, buy domain names. I, would, I had all of these blog posts. I had so much that I was <laughs> sharing or wanting to share and I was ready to do it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't make myself jump in there and do it. So what was that turning point for you? The turning point? Um, I, we, it was May of 2019. And just before then I just started seeing all kinds of, of quotes. It was like, God was just talking to me. Like it was all the time I was seeing quotes like, Hey, you know, start to just start, you know, you may not know what you're doing, but just start, start Mm -hmm. while you're afraid, just do it, just go for it. And so I, I definitely would take those things to heart and it would kind of prompt me. Um, but I have friends, I have a lot of friends who I sat there and watched do these incredible things for years. I, I have the most talented friends, but 
again, you know, I've said this before, but what made them so great wasn't that they were so talented. It's that they put themselves out there and they didn't care, or at least they didn't, they, they pushed past the mm-hmm. fear of caring. So, um, you know, I've got a friend, uh, Tosh Haynes. She is an incredible photographer, but I, when I met her, she had, she was working for a nonprofit and she was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And she did. She and her husband set out, they started taking pictures, they started promoting themselves. And then the next thing you knew, they were being invited to conferences to speak on photography. They were, they were hosting their own conferences for photography. They were, she was the best senior photographer you'd ever you know see. And you would have never known that she just kind of jumped out and did it. She didn't go to school for photography. She didn't, mm-hmm. you know, she just did it. And so I watched her do that. And I watched her start, you know, another not-for-profit. And I watched her just do all of these things. And I'm like, wow. And then I had another friend who made tables for a living not even for a living. She was, she was just making tables and selling them on Craigslist and people were buying them. And she was like, well, I'm really good at design. So she started a design firm. And now she's like one of the top designers, like home designers in the nation. She's featured everywhere and she just did it. You know what I mean? She just set out and did it. And so what an inspiration it must've been for you to watch the people around you taking that leap and succeeding. It probably helped you get into that mindset of thinking, why not me? They, they inspired me. And, and those aren't the only, I had so many more examples. I cannot even tell you the number of people that have done such incredible things, stepped outside of their comfort zone and just started taking the steps. And then as they took the steps, they became better and more opportunities came. And so I finally was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let myself stop myself, you know? And, um, and so I did mm-hmm. and I, I, I did the whole process again. I bought a domain name, but this time I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm no, I'm not going to stop. And so I, uh, you know, started my blog and then started, you know, I was already Instagram. I was on Instagram already, but I started posting and uh, I officially announced it. And it was like, that was the moment. It was like, I've officially announced that I am a lifestyle blogger and I now need to stick to it. I said I was, now I'm going to do it. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm a big believer in saying things out loud and speaking into existence the things you want to happen in your life. And one of the big benefits of doing that is you inherently will get accountability partners who will keep you honest about the things you say you are trying to accomplish. So today on your blog, on your platform, you're sharing beauty, home, lifestyle, and wellness tips. As you've grown your platform, have you felt the pressure to niche down and and focus on just one area? Um, I haven't. And only because people respond to all of those things. Now, if I was, if I were to, you know, share those things and then there was a category where people were like, Meh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't care about that. But it just seems like every time I share whatever it is, it could be like, I haven't done DIY a lot in the last couple of months, which is sad. Cause I'm like, I love it. But when I was sharing DIY uh, a lot in the beginning, it was like, that was my highest like people would engage more with that than anything. Um, but then, you know, the beauty and then they're like asking quite like you're 45 years old. Like, how do you keep your skin, you know, looking so nice? So then I'm <laughs> Thank you. which is gorgeous, by the way. So whenever you share your skincare tips, I'm just like, let me listen no, up. I hope this isn't going to be like, which you would not know. And that's the thing. <laughs> well, I put my, I put my glow screen. So that, that always gives, but like, that's an easy, just you throw it on and your skin just glows and you're like, okay, well, at least I, 
I can get through the day with this, but, um, you know, I'm glad to hear that people are responding to all the content you're putting out there. It just gives you a chance to bring your whole self to your audience. I know I've mentioned this to you before, but when I first discovered you, you were at something like 2000 followers. And I think that was in March of this year. Fast forward. Now we're in September. You're at 50,000 followers. And I assume that growth was in part due to the awareness around amplifying black voices. How prepared were you to have all those new Mm -hmm. eyes on your platform and on your content? Oh my gosh. It was, it's been a world. I'm still like, still kind of like reeling from it because it's like, it's a lot. Um, and it wasn't expected whatsoever. (laughs) And so I, um, I, when you asked me, was I prepared? I was, I was, I would say I was prepared for eyes to be on me. Um, as far as my content was concerned, as far as what I had already done. Um, so it's kind of, it's crazy. Uh, Maddie James, um, Mm -hmm she's incredible. And I was following her and she did a consistency challenge. And with, if she had not done that consistency challenge, and if I had not followed that to AT, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am because I was going so that the year prior for a whole year, I was, I was posting consistently somewhat, but it was not daily and it was not all super valuable. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I would say in the beginning, I was super, I was doing a lot more posting and then it started, I started to get exhausted. You know, I'm like, this is hard. And I, and I remember telling my kids, even I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I mm-hmm. doing this? you know, I don't, I don't see a ton of growth. I'm not sure if it's impacting anyone. Like, and you know, I'm talking to my husband going, should I even, is this something, you know, and I asked God, I'm a, I, I pray I'm a believer in Jesus. So I asked God, I'm like, am I even supposed to be doing this? Like, wait, did I, did I, you know, did I do this right? And I really felt like I was supposed to. And so um, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going, but you know what? I'm going to do it for a year. This is what I told. I told my family and I told God, like, I'm in charge. I was like, I'm going to do this for a year and see what happens. And so a year in Maddie started her 30 day consistency challenge. And I, committed to it, to it completely. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. And, um, for those that aren't familiar, could you share what that challenge was about? Yes. So Maddie James philosophy, she's an influencer and she teaches other influencers how to influence better. And, um, what she, one of her biggest like hills that she will die on is you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent for Instagram growth. Um, And so she was challenging her followers to do it for 30 days, to post every single day for 30 days consistently. And she talks a lot about, hey, you know, don't just post a selfie, like let it be valuable. And so I committed to do that. I said, okay, I'm going to post valuable content for 30 days. I'm going to do this. And so I did. And, um, the, the, what happened was I calculated the entire time I was doing it. I started calculating the growth. And, um, prior to that, I had about one new follower a day for five months straight. And for that 30 days, I averaged out to be seven new followers a day. So my growth was times seven. And so I thought, Oh my gosh, this is working. Oh, I got like 200, mm-hmm. you know, some followers. This is amazing. And so I posted on that 30th day basically I posted the results and I was like, thank you, Maddie. This is amazing. This growth is happening. And literally two days after that 30 day challenge was over, 
it was Blackout Tuesday. It was, you know, Amplified Melanated Voices. It was people were sharing. And it was really a snowball effect. And I can tell you this, like, I think two things happened. One, um, because I had all of this valuable content and because my grid was well thought out, when people put their eyes on it, it, it wasn't just put eyes on and then move on. It was put eyes on it and oh, mm-hmm. I would actually follow this person. And so I think that that was such a huge part. And I, and I thank Maddie for that because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been ready for those eyes to be on me. And I remember back in, oh gosh, I think I have like 1500 followers. My favorite food blogger followed me. And I was shook because I was like, wait, she has like 250,000 followers. Like, why would she follow me? You know, that's what I was thinking. And I messaged her Mm -hmm. and I said, thanks so much for following me. And she's like, I just love your style. And I was like, what? I was like, me? Okay. (laughs) And so um, she was one of the first people to share my account during that time. And she shared it. And then people that followed her, they shared it. And so I had multiple, multiple people with hundreds of thousands of followers share me. And then from mm-hmm. there, people with, you know, a hundred followers or 500 or a thousand would, would share me. And it just kind of grew from there. It was exponential growth because it was just, I was ready. And thank you, Maddie James. That's all I got to say. I'm like, <clears throat> thank you, Maddie James, because I would not have been ready. And that would be like the thing I'll tell everyone. Yes, it's not going to be Blackout Tuesday every, every day. And this is not a normal occurrence, I would say. But I will say mm-hmm. when you are ready... When someone's eyes are on you and you're ready, you just don't know who's going to see you and you don't know who's going to share you and you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, all of the people that you'll be exposed to. So be ready would be my, my um, challenge to everyone is just be ready. And um, whether that's that you do a, your own 30 day challenge or um, that your content is just super valuable and your grid looks good and it, people can tell who you are by looking at your grid, that type of thing. It's just, it's important mm-hmm. because you don't know when this is going to happen to you. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. If that was an image, that would be you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as you said, it's one thing to experience quote unquote overnight growth and attract new followers, but it's entirely something else to retain those new followers. So have you had to do anything different to level up the experience for your community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, what I, what's happened is a couple things. Um, I've had to continue to think about like what's valuable to these people. Like what did they, what would be valuable to them? And really it's, continuing to do the things that I do because I'm still getting that same sort of feedback. You know, if it's beauty, people are like, yes. If it's food, people are like, yeah, teach me how to eat paleo. Um, if it's a supplement, please like tell me how to, you know, bring down inflammation in my body. So people want to have that information. Um, and they want to know like how to rearrange their room or how, you know, some painting tips and things like that. So people still want to know those same things. So it's about me continuously sharing that information, um, consistently. Um, one thing that I was not prepared for, and this is again, be ready. I I wish I had been, I didn't know this was going to happen. And so I wasn't prepared systems wise. And that was going to be one of my questions. So let's get into it. I'm still learning because listen, this this amount of growth, you know, takes years for a lot of people. 
And even with my um, calculations, I was like, okay, well in two years, I'll hit 10,000 and get that swipe up. You know what I mean? And it ended up happening in two weeks, you know? That's true. And so um, for me, the systems that would have been in place had I grown at an ordinary level (laughs) would have been incredible. So I'm still working on those systems. I'm still working on... um, you know, what's happening with my, my DMs. Like I was not prepared for the number of DMs that I was receiving. (laughs) And because because I am a very, um, because again, that empathy gene just like pops up. I can't leave people on red. I have a problem. Like I need to figure that I'm still figuring that out. I'm still like, how do I get through all these DMs without it just being a double tap? Like, Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to do that. And I don't know how to just let that go. So that's something that I am working on. I'm like, okay, this is, it's okay to just double tap it. You don't have to type out, you know, three sentences for every single time. Mm-hmm. So could you give us an idea of how many DMs you're getting on a daily basis? Oh my gosh. Okay. So in the beginning, when this all happened, I could, it was hundreds, hundreds a day. And it was, and they were deep because we were talking about racism. Oh, that's right. And by the way, you know, you've got, um, it's, it's people who don't look like me that are following me, which Mm -hmm. is a whole nother thing, you know? So I've got all of these people, they're learning and they're asking questions and they're, you know, and, and they're telling stories and they're, they're wanting me to tell stories. And, and it was like, so exhausting. It was hundreds a day. And, um, I was just, uh, I'd be up all night just responding to answering DMs. Like I DMs. Oh, wow. Yes. And I was losing myself because I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to create content, but I, I'm out here answering DMs all day. So, um, it slowed down a lot. So I probably get, it depends on what content I'm sharing in my stories, but, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it'll be okay. I got, 40 DMs in a day and sometimes it'll be more. Um, it just depends really on, on what I'm sharing and, and if it's, if I'm providing enough um, information in the story for them not to have to ask a question or whatnot. Um, but yeah, there's, there's any, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of DMs. But I will say, I love the content you put out. It's so in-depth. For example, you recently did the underwear video, Ah. which I appreciated (laughs) because here you were stretching underwear in front of a camera, showing us, you know, (laughs) shots of your panty line, which I really appreciated. I know it was probably a little bit awkward for you, but underwear is like a belly button. We all have one, right? So I appreciated you going through all of that. But how did you figure out that that was the kind of content your audience wanted to see? Because... I think that video got 74,000 views. Yeah. It's, um, well, for me, I think any problem that I have, and you probably know this, like anytime you have a problem, you know, somebody else out there has the same problem. And so for me, I was sitting there, I like literally was going in my underwear drawer. I was, I was putting, I was like grabbing my underwear and I looked at my underwear. I was like, I hate these (laughs) Hate these so much, and they're, they're not so all cheap either. No, and I hate. I honestly, I don't like shopping for underwear. Like it's one of the things I really dislike shopping for because I hate spending money on something that no one's gonna see. Like if I'm gonna spend money, let it be a, a cute top or some mm-hmm. shoes. Like underwear, it's like I could go a long time. But so I just looked at them. I was like, I hate these. They're uncomfortable. I'm constantly pulling wedgies out. I'm constantly like adjusting myself, and I thought. There is no reason that a woman should be uncomfortable 
in their underwear. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, why? And then I was like, what's the best underwear? And then I remembered, oh, I have 50,000 people I can ask. (laughs) (laughs) These people know. And so I'm like, I just put it out. I was like, you guys, what is, what is your favorite underwear? And then I basically just went from there because I was really looking for myself. That's why I shared it. I'm like, I'm looking for myself, but guess what? I know other people want to know. And so, and that's kind of how I share all my content. Really. It's like, I, I know that something worked for me. So there's someone else out there that needs this information. And so, um, I did that with the underwear and I, and I narrowed it down and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try these six or seven brands that you guys say are so amazing. And I'm going to let you know what I think. And so I did. And I, and I really did. I, that's what took me so long. Cause everyone's like, are you going to, I had so many, are you going to tell us which underwear were the best? I'm like, I'm still testing them. You gotta give me time. <laughs> you know, I had to shop. And then every brand has all these different styles. And then, you know, you got different outfits you have to wear them with to see, you know, and there's all these different things that make underwear great. And so, yeah, that was why I shared that. And it was valuable. And again, I think that that, I think if everybody, um, out there kind of figured out, Hey, what, what problems have I solved or what, what problems do I want to be solved? Mm-hmm. That's great content. Cause there's somebody out there that needs it. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the reasons I was excited to have you on the show is that your influence marketing and blogging journey is so fresh in your mind. So for anyone who is where you were a year ago, hesitating to start your blogging journey, what advice would you have for them about getting started? Well, I would say start by buying your domain name and getting a word, you know, using WordPress. Cause that's like the easiest one. And then find a, um, for me personally, I found a, a blog designer that was really inexpensive. Like she, I just, I liked her work. I think I found her. I don't even know how I found her. Um, but she was small, which is also great. If you find someone who's still small, maybe they're not going to be like super expensive. And so, um, she, very quickly turned out a, a, a blog for me. And, and I was like, great. And then I just started preparing. I took a month before I started, like I made the decision, bought the domain name, had a, a designer. And then from there, I took a month and kind of got myself prepared. And I started just kind of testing things out. I started testing out my verbiage when I was posting things. Cause before it was just like, you know, a selfie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, so I started saying things like, you know, Oh, you know, these are my favorite jeans and this is why, what are your favorite jeans? And I started trying to get that interaction and getting people to engage and started asking questions and started reposting, you know, other bloggers. Like if they told me that these pair of jeans were good, then I would go my stories and go try them on in the dressing room and share it in my stories and tag them. And so just stuff like that, just, just kind of getting my feet wet before I officially launched it. I definitely had to get some presets because I, I noticed that if you go way back, you can go all the way back and look at my journey of how everything kind of looks. There are times I was very consistent with the, with the, um, filters and things like that. And other times I was all over the place. And so I got a a good preset. So what preset are you using? You know, people are going to ask. I, yeah, of course it's light, it's light Mary. Um, and I, that was way back in, uh, May of 2019 is when I started using their presets. And then, um, I basically just tweak them. So like, I get like the one that I like, there's like a whole bunch of them in there and I pick the one that I like and I just kind of tweak them based on the lighting and try to get it to be consistent. 
And the other thing is that um, uh, one of my designer friends, she was talking about how to really make your grid look nice and, you know, don't post this kind of picture next to this kind of picture. So I kind of really listened to that advice and tried to get that consistent look on my grid. Oh, so what was um, that advice? Now I'm curious. It's, it's really about um, contrast. So you like, uh, for instance, even now, like if I know I've got to post a, um, a sponsored post for someone, I'm, I'm thinking about what's going to go around that. Like mm. how is, what, what pictures are going to go around that picture so that it looks nice. So like you wouldn't post two selfies right next to each other. You want, you want a contrast. So you'll, you might post, um, rather than two selfies, maybe you'll post a selfie and that next picture is going to be something really zoomed out. So it might be a picture of you sitting in your living room. Um, it might be a picture of, you know, an interior, it could be anything like that, but something a lot small, like, like zoomed out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you wouldn't post the exact same color scheme right next to each other. So, um, it would be, it would have pieces of it, but it wouldn't be the exact. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't post a blue shirt, a blue striped shirt. And then the next one do a blue striped tablecloth. But in the next one, I might post something that has a touch of blue in it to pull it together. So you look at your colors, you pull your colors together so that around the one post, you're going to have a touch of some of those colors in it. So it all looks cohesive. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to post small, large, small, large. And even in the way that they sit, you know, in like a, you know, the nine, like if there's one in the middle, you should be able to look around that one and go, okay, it's kind of like a checkerboard almost. So in order to do that, I assume you're planning your posts in advance, at least nine posts in advance. Is that right? And how are you going about that? I do my best. (laughs) I do my best. Um, My process, I use preview. It's a, and a lot of people use Tailwind and all those. I just, I personally, I'm not trying to necessarily put my captions. I just want to see what the pictures are. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know that goes against some of the advice, which I'm, I'm going to take. Uh, <laughs> some people are like, write your captions first, then worry about your pictures. Um, which is true. I, I agree with that. I'm working on that, but I do the preview app and I literally will rearrange things based on when I'm going to be posting them. And if, for instance, something comes up and there's a change, like a brand is like, Oh, can you post on this day instead of this day? I will rearrange that whole thing just Mm -hmm. because I still want that grid to look nice. Um, like quotes and things like that. I may not even have the quote yet, but I've got the, the color. And so I'll just, I'll literally put a blank square in my, in my preview app and it'll be just a certain color and I'll kind of move things around and I'll do those, you know, again, with my quotes, I try to keep them off center. So I would never have like a quote and then a, and straight above that, another quote, it's mm-hmm. always got to be like a three, a three, a five, seven. Yeah. Eight. You it are can't clearly be in- <laughs> dedicated to it. So it's not just about posting haphazardly, but it's about putting a lot of thought into the value and the aesthetic. Yeah, I try. And, and again, I'm not, I'm no, listen, I am no Maddie James. Like Maddie has got it down. She is like, she's got everything planned out for weeks in advance. I don't. And I'm just going to be honest, like I'm still working on that and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to be better. Um, there are certain things that I have planned out, but 
I don't have like all of my content completely set up and ready to go and ready to post. Like it takes me a long time. And so that's one of the things I am definitely still working on. So you mentioned posting for a brand earlier. What was your first brand partnership and how did you go about securing it? I actually, the brands have reached out to me so far. Um, I had my first one was a food company. They were a a food subscription service. And actually that one was not paid. They were just sending me free food. And that was my very first, I was like, Oh, free food. Yes. You know, I jumped on it. And, um, it's funny because like, as soon as I accepted the offer, immediately I was like, dang, you know, Maddie would be looking at me like, girl, you should have asked for some money. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of like, but it was my first quote unquote sponsored post because they did ask for specific deliverables. And so, um, I definitely, you know, was super excited about that. And that was my first one. And I think the second one was, uh, it was big for me. It was, um, Bob's Red Mill and Walmart. So that was really cool. And I was so beyond excited. And at that point, I didn't even know what my rates because you have to remember, like, this all happened so fast. And I was like, oh, what is my rate? Like, I mean, I've even. Wait, so how many followers were you at when you got that first brand partnership? That I think I want to say, oh my gosh, probably 20. 20 some thousand. Okay. Okay. But you have to remember like this literally, cause I, I, I started with 2000 something two days later, I think I was at like 7,000. And then like a day after that, it was 8,000. And then the day after that it was like 11,000. So this, this was like crazy. crazy. And then three days later, it was like 15,000 and it was 20. So it, I was within a couple of weeks of uh blackout Tuesday, I think I was like at like twenty some thousand dollars and uh, twenty thousand twenty some thousand followers um which was crazy, so I wasn't even I, brands hadn't even reached out to me yet, like it was mm-hmm. just like it, and so the first one that came up, I was like, oh yay, but yeah, so the first paid one i I think I was like close to thirty so how did you decide on your rates oh my gosh i I researched I started. I had purchased um, Maddie James course, um, and I also. What else did I do? I I just I started going online. I started googling. Re- I started going YouTube. I, I did everything like that I could um, because it's hard because most for the most part influencers don't share exact rates. That's true. They're just kind of like, oh, you know, you could do 4% of your following and you, or you could do 10%. So it's so hard because everyone just kind of like puts out these numbers and you're just like not sure. And so the first time I... Okay. So there was a brand that reached out and I, I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I put out like some number because they didn't even tell me they were paying me. They said they were sending me free stuff. They're like, hey, can you, we'll send you this thing. And then if you could just do a story on it and this many frames and then an Instagram post. I was like, I was like, and then, and then I was like, Oh, well, they didn't say they were going to pay me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I just responded with, okay, great. My rate is. And I, and I just threw out a number and they were like, okay. And oh, so it makes you wonder if you asked for enough. No. And I, that was the first thing that popped up. I was like, Oh, Oh no. Maddie said, if they're, if they're just like, yes, then you could ask for more. And I was like, dang it. You know? So that was my first indication. Like, I was like, okay, well I could be doing more then. And so then after that it was more and, and they, and everyone was like, yes. 
yep, 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 yep. And I was like, okay. So, um, that's kind of like, for me personally, if it was like when I wasn't receiving any pushback, I knew I could ask for more. And I just, that's how I did it. Um, yeah. So and just researching and, and asking around and like, going how much, you know, and I have, and I have a close friend who's, who also is blogging. And so I like text, I'm like, how much, how much do you, do you charge for this? Or like, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and so stuff like that, if you know somebody, that's always a good, a good way to find <laughs> Sounds out. Like it. I'm actually glad to hear you have a group of people you can turn to with your questions. Could you speak to the value of building a network of mentors and industry peers as you grow your platform? Oh my gosh. Invaluable. I do not know what I would have done if I was in this alone. And I, I, you know, if you can join, you know, private Facebook groups, things like that, where you can talk to people, ask questions, that's such a great thing to do. Like Matt, I keep mentioning Maddie. I feel like this is the Maddie James commercial. (laughs) No, Maddie is pretty awesome. And for anyone who does not know Maddie James, go back and listen to episode 37 of the show because we've had her on. Yeah, but she has a, a private Facebook group. And people are always asking questions in there. You know, they're always throwing out like, oh, brand asked for this. And, you know, what does this mean? And that that's huge to have a, a place you can go where it's, you know, people are all of the same mindset. Like they're all trying to make it as, you know, influencers and um, they're sharing. And, and, and Maddie every week shares so much knowledge. So, uh, but yes, a network of people is good. If you have somebody that, you, I guess for me personally, like there was a couple of bloggers that I met through Instagram that I ended up meeting in real life. And that's a really great way to connect with people is like, Hey, if there's someone kind of, you know, of the same caliber and you guys are doing the same thing, maybe you have the same sort of number of followers. It it doesn't have to be that, but there, I can count, like there's five people that, um, I have that I know or that I met through Instagram that are doing the same thing. And that's been super valuable. And, and just, I would say to everyone out there, if there's somebody in your city that you've met through Instagram, make it a point to go to lunch with them. If you can, I mean, I know we're all still, <laughs> COVID-19 is kind of ruining a little bit of that. But um, if, if you can, if there's a place you can mask up even and just go for coffee and just, you know, be together, pick each other's brains if you're, you know, and, and band together and, and agree to sit, share information with one another. Like that's always a good thing. So yeah, very valuable. I couldn't agree more. I feel like pay discrepancy is something that we deal with in the corporate space, but definitely in the influencer marketing space, because there isn't a lot of transparency. So that gives companies a loophole to pay different influencers, different rates. So I'm glad you have people you can share with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people are willing. I think if, especially if it's on a one-on-one basis, I think people are willing. If you have a relationship, I'm not saying go contact someone and be like, Hey, how much did you charge? (laughs) But I will say if you have a relationship, which I do, um, you feel so comfortable freely sharing that information. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not weird. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to withhold something from you. Um, and again, if you can join, there are lots of, of groups out there where, you know, women are trying to do this thing and you can join the groups. And that is a great space to be able to share that information with one another. Mm-hmm. And you are correct. Like there was a brand that had reached out to me and offered me a certain amount for, I won't even say what it was, but they offered me a certain amount. And I was going to say yes. 
And then I looked at who had actually, you know, represented their brand before, who, what other influencers they use. And they had used people with, you know, millions of followers. And, um, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I understand they have millions of followers, but I'm valuable too. Mm-hmm. And if they can afford to pay those people, then they can afford to pay me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you also have to consider that the people with millions of followers may not have an engagement rate that's as high right. as yours. Right. And my and and you know, I will say to everyone out there, consider your stories, your Instagram stories, and and really look at your Instagram views as well. Like I know that brands want to know your engagement um, from an in-feed post standpoint, but your stories are so valuable. And, and, um, you know, my stories have high engagement. And so that's one of the things that I will charge a premium for, because you know what, my, my community of people who follow me, they respond well in my stories. Like I can, I can teach and share my favorite things and it's, and it's authentic and it is in my feed too, but something about stories you're talking to, you're talking to them, you know? Mm-hmm, that's <laughs> so, true. Um, it's just a lot of fun and being able to share in a fun way, an authentic way in a conversational way is huge and, and people enjoy that. And, um, so that's another thing is to consider your Instagram stories when talking to brands. So Anna, when will you know you've succeeded in this journey you kicked off a year ago? Well, I would say, I feel like I succeeded as soon as I did that 30 day, 30 day challenge. I feel like, you know, I, I challenged myself. I think when you put out a challenge for yourself and you complete that challenge, whether or not you saw growth, I think it's huge. Like I, I, I was so proud of myself <laughs> for doing that because it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was really hard and, and it's still hard. Um, but I will say like, if you put a challenge out for yourself and you do it, you, you put yourself out there and you work hard and you complete it. I think that's success right there. I feel like that right there is success. You can be proud of that. Um, yeah. So I would say back, back then. And honestly, I'll, I'll say the, when I first put my, you know, my first step out and said, I'm doing this. And I did a post and said, guess what? I have a blog now. Mm-hmm. That is success to me. I, I really do feel like that. I feel like the moment that you step out and you, you complete something is, is when it's success. Anna, I really appreciate you sharing your journey with us today. I'm sure it's going to be an inspiration to our listeners. Thank you so much. Now for anyone who's excited about following your journey and following you on Instagram, where can they find you? I'm on Anime Groves on Instagram and animegroves.com is my blog. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at she'sofscript.com. See you on the next one.